sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hi, I'm Dr. Sabrina Steerwalt, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. So maybe the zombie apocalypse starts with a virus, or perhaps a supernatural event. Maybe the resulting zombies can move quickly, but are more easily incapacitated. Or maybe they are slow and can only be taken out by a blow to the brain. Are these zombies cunning? or awkward and uncoordinated, as I would argue any proper zombie must be. Zombie lore may give us a lot of variety, but one thing every zombie scenario has in common is reanimation of the body after death. The body's movements are slave to a brain that is no longer in control. But what do these differences matter, since all of it is just science fictional horror movie fodder anyways, right? Well, we've previously discussed on this show scientific studies on how fast a zombie-like virus could spread, as well as neurobehavioral disorders in humans that leave their sufferers mimicking some key zombie traits. And it turns out, science has more to say about zombies. In the Brazilian jungle, at a precise height of just about 10 inches off the ground, carpenter ants can be found with their jaws permanently locked on a leaf frozen in a never-ending dance as an alien stalk grows through their head. These ants are the victims of Ophiocordyceps unilateralis, also known as the zombie ant fungus. The fungus first enters an ant's bloodstream as single cells, but those cells soon begin copying themselves and, importantly, building connections so that those individual cells can share nutrients. These connections set the Ophiocordyceps fungus apart from other fungi that simply kill off their host and eventually form networks that wrap around the ant's muscles. As the fungal network grows, the ant's body succumbs to the fungus's control. Interestingly, this network doesn't appear to reach the ant's brain. Entomologists are not sure whether the fungus releases chemicals that affect the ant's brain from afar, effectively killing it as far as the ant is concerned, or if it takes a more sinister approach by leaving the ant's brain alone to witness the remainder of the takeover, but cutting off any muscle control, and thus the brain's ability to stop it. Either way, the ant is compelled to leave its colony and climb up a nearby plant to the precise height above the jungle floor where the humidity and temperature are optimal for the fungus to thrive. The ant is then forced to bite into a leaf to maintain its position, never to move again. But the fungus isn't done yet. With its host in perfect position, the fungal passenger forms a stalk that breaks through the ant's head and produces spores that then rain down on the other ants below, grabbing more victims. The zombie ant fungus isn't alone in having the power to manipulate its host to best serve its own interest. 
For example, in an attempt to gain entry into host birds, a type of flatworm first invades the brains of California killifish, causing them to exhibit, quote, conspicuous swimming behaviors that make them more vulnerable to attacks by those birds. But the zombie ant fungus does show so far a uniquely known ability to adapt over different climates. As we mentioned, the Brazilian flavor of the fungus directs its host ants to hover around 25 centimeters off the jungle floor by biting onto a leaf. The whole stalk and spore creation process that spreads the fungus to other ants takes about one to two months. However, in cooler climates, like Japan and South Carolina, the ants are found instead clinging to twigs in trees several feet off the ground. You see, in these climates, the spreading of spores takes over a year, and so the zombified ant must survive a winter season, during which a leaf might fall to the ground, but a twig will endure. The scientists leading the study of this climate adaptation, including David Hughes and Raquel Loretto of Penn State, had a lot of help from a citizen scientist, Kim Fleming, who carefully documented the infestation of zombified ants that call her South Carolina property their home. In a very unique claim to fame, the strain of fungus infecting her ants is now known as Ophiocordyceps kimflamingae. The change in climate that inspired this particular adaptation is expected to be an ancient one that happened in the distant past. But what does this mean for the currently rapidly changing climate we live in today? If the fungus is clever enough to alter its plans to accommodate the seasons, what adaptation will we see next? Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. And because scientists can't leave well enough alone, it's one of our best traits. Neuroscientists were recently able to reactivate over two dozen pig brains after they had been dead for 10 whole hours. In a study published in the journal Nature, the group, led by Dr. Nanad Sestin, a professor of neuroscience at the Yale School of Medicine, waited four hours after the pigs had been slaughtered for food and hooked them up to a system called BrainX for another six hours. BrainX acted like a respirator or an artificial heart, using the pig's own arteries to pump synthetic blood throughout the brain. This artificial blood provided the cells in the dead pig brains with oxygen, nutrients, and chemicals that prevent the deterioration of the brain tissue. Normally, brain cells begin to die within five minutes without oxygen, and this cellular death is considered permanent. But after 10 hours, not only had the breakdown of the pig's brain tissue stopped, but the cells were again taking in oxygen and making carbon dioxide. The authors are careful to point out that there was no communication between the reanimated cells, which means no perception, awareness, or thought. So the brain was not technically alive, but the individual cells themselves were. Now, why on earth would scientists try to reanimate a pig's brain? 
The BrainX system was developed by the National Institute of Health's Brain Initiative, which stands for Brain Research Through Advanced Innovative Neurotechnologies, an effort started by President Obama to better understand the human brain by mapping it. The goal is to make three-dimensional models of living brains outside the body, going beyond the brain slices that are usually studied, in order to study the brain's structure, including how diseases travel within it. And who knows, maybe one day there will be a way to repair brain cells damaged by a stroke, for example. Or maybe it'll help us stave off a zombie apocalypse. Until next time, this is Dr. Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's quick and dirty tips for helping you make sense of science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at QDT Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.